I've never felt so rushed to do a story because I feel like it's, it's about to break. The, this story like that we're any, about to talk about? Any effing minute. Like, I feel like there's going to be breaking news like any effing minute. So I don't even know what you're talking about yet, though. I know, but it's crazy, man. Oh, my God. You guys are going to effing. You guys are going to go crazy over this story, dude. All right. We're starting from the very beginning. All right. We're going to jump into this. You guys are going to love this. And I'm excited. Like I said, I got to put this thing out like first thing tomorrow before something big happens. And then people are like, well, he didn't include this information. Because it's literally late breaking news right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that Brandon's new sign on when he joins is a quote from It's Always Sunny. Perfect. Kitten mittens? I don't remember that one. Yeah, kitten mittens. I don't remember that one. It's from It's Always Sunny. You know, but it's good to see you guys. Brandon, Desiree, Martin, Joanne, Freeze, Wolfie. Tonight we're going to uh, January 9th. This is 2024. What was going on January 9th? How many football fans do we have out there? How many people in Kansas City? What's the football team in Kansas? You're the football person. You tell me. Uh, Is that the Chiefs? There you go. Kansas City Chiefs. The only thing I didn't look up on this story is who won the foosball game. Does anybody, can anybody tell me that? That's the only thing I don't really care about. I I can't tell you that. I'm not a sports fan. Well, Brandon can tell you in the South, we don't watch NFL. It's not a thing down here. Yeah, that's true. And no, we do not claim the Panthers as South Carolina. That is a North Carolina team. That's where their stadium is. We watch college football down here, you know? So I have no idea who won this Chiefs game. Okay. I realize it'd be super easy to look up, but... (laughs) You just, like, refuse. It's just your own morals. But... Tonight, we are going right here, January 9th. As in this most recent January 9th. Yeah, January 9th. Okay. January 9th, 2024. Two weeks ago, three weeks ago. What's the day? The 31st? Three weeks ago. Tell me if you guys know what headline this is based on what I just told you. Anyway, this is where we're going. It is nighttime. We're at about 9.30 p.m. on a Tuesday. The football game was on Sunday, and now we're here on a Tuesday. The football game is super important, but this is 5208 Northwest 83 Terrace, this house right here. Can you uh, kind of describe this house for us there, Nikwise? I'm trying to think of what the like style home that is, but don't know. Um, like the, split level? Is that what that's called? Uh, split level murdery home. Yeah, murdery type home. Yeah. Uh, you know, seems like a decent size home. Now, January- Suburbs, Suburbia, you know? Now, three weeks ago, it looked different, obviously, because there's snow everywhere. Yeah. All right. And it's really cold. And this is a nice neighborhood, as we can back out of here and see. January 9th, 9.30 p.m., a Tuesday. A woman looking for her fiance arrives at this house. Where the hell, this asshole, getting drunk. I mean, I get it. You stay, you stay over a day, but now we're, now we're easing on two days and you're still at your buddy's house. Come on. And you didn't even call me. You didn't call. You didn't, you're not answering the phone. I'd be pissed. You're not texting. I know you're, you were with, with your boys. So I'm going to go to your house. This is what the fiance is thinking. Mm -hmm. And she gets to this house and this is what it looked like on January 9th here. You see snowy. She gets here and the first thing she sees is his car in the, not in the driveway but parked on the side of the street in front of the house Mm -hmm. so she knows that her fiance is in that house this is the woman and the fiance that was in the house that didn't come home for a couple days after the game so this woman right here her name or his name is clayton mcgini and that's her fiance she starts knocking on the door she knows 
they're all in there. Not only is his car there, but all the other friends that were there that night. They're all still there. What are they doing? Some kind of football after party? She starts banging on the door. She has every right to. Like, banging on that door. Trying to announce herself. Hello? Hello? Making a scene. Nobody answers. Quiet. She can't hear anybody inside. She walks around back. She gets into the basement. And here we see, if you look way down here, you see a screen. Uh, like a, a mesh screen. So she pulls that out of the window of the basement and she basically is breaking into this house. She knows her fiance's in there. His car's there. And she's worried. So she breaks into this basement mm -hmm. at this point. She starts calling out his name. Clayton, Clayton, where, where are you at? Nothing. Not, not a sound in that house. Can you read from the KansasCity.com? From the KansasCity.com, on January 9th, police say a woman was looking for her fiancé near the 5200 block of Northwest 83rd Terrace. When there was no answer at the door, the woman broke into the basement and found a body on the back porch. Officers responded to the scene just before 10 p.m. and found two more bodies in the backyard of the Northland home, according to Kansas City police. This woman is going to look for her fiance there in the middle and she finds him. He's dead. Dead on the porch. Frozen. Leading leading to the backyard. He's dead on the porch. Let me show you that the back of the house right quick. She sees her fiance's dead body. She's screaming. Screaming. She runs back out front. Call the police. Call the police. She's frantically calling 911. The police get there. Okay. You know, calm down, miss. Please calm down. You found your, your fiance dead. I am so sorry about that. Let's go. You stay here and me and my accomplice will go and check it out. Secure the scene. Mm -hmm. They walk through the porch where the body was just to look outside for anything. Tracks or any discarded trash, anything that could tell some sort of story of how this dead body ended up on this porch two days after the football game. And right there in plain sight, albeit covered by snow, were two more bodies, dead bodies. All three men were dead. All three of these men right here. From left to right, you have David Harrington, Clayton McGinney, whose fiance went first and found mm -hmm. the body, and then Ricky Johnson. I'm intrigued that you are revisiting this headline because you came in very, uh, yeah, very on the defense of the resident of this home. So yeah, I'm curious. I well, all right. Uh, the, the I reason feel like there was something that happened that made you think maybe there's maybe there's a little bit more here. All right. Well, I don't want to spoil it just yet, but I will say it took a couple hours of research, and then Shram can tell you we've done deleted the messages on Discord because I didn't want anyone to see and kind of get hints. But oh, you guys were talking about this this afternoon. I, I think I literally put "Holy shit, my tiny titties" or something like that. This is fucking crazy. Okay. And and then I was hooked. I was effing hooked. All right. But, Shoot, I do want another drink. All right. So the thing is, the reason I came out like that, and granted, I only read a headline at first, well. is because of this woman who was found dead. And I don't, I haven't done this story either, so I don't know the details, but apparently it was this African-American woman and she was found dead after a football game yep. at a party. And there were like 12 white women. Yep. And when you, uh, so all 
these cases that this happens where there's a group of people, online sleuths and whatever, always speculate that they had something to do with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, even going back to the Brittany Drexel case. Yeah. They're friends, right? The number one thing, well, why, why get a lawyer? Why is all the friends getting lawyers? Okay, you should always get a lawyer. Yes. Number one, that does uh, getting a lawyer does not mean you're guilty. It means you're smart. Yes. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yes. So, and the fact that they're getting lawyers also has to do with the fact that they're also getting death threats from random people mm-hmm. thinking they had something to do with it when they had nothing to do with it. Because I can't remember the details of that case I just told you about, but it is hard for two people to keep a secret, much less eight to 12. Yeah. That, that is not feasible. Well. At all. To note in this case, it's the opposite. It's multiple people dead, one person alive. This case gets crazy real quick. So Do tell. Do tell. Anyway, it's January 9th. The police just found three bodies. And now is the painful task. And guys, this was only three weeks ago. The painful task of notifying all the families, the fiancés, the, hut, the, the wives, the girlfriends, the mothers. One mother was celebrating her birthday. She was out to dinner. It was her birthday night when she got the call. One of these victims, the wife was called and told and they share six kids together. So it's very important that we don't cause any, un, you know, unnecessary strain to, to because these people are suffering and they are really furious because there are no answers. Anyway, no search warrant was needed because the man who owned the home or at least resided there, he was renting the home. The actual homeowner was a guy from Denver, Colorado, okay. but there was a man renting the home. He's the one that hosted the party and they were all friends. Mm-hmm. Some of these friends were childhood friends. These aren't just random people showing up at a football game. They were all best friends. They did everything together, inseparable. He was inside the home when the fiance starts beating on the door. He didn't answer. Okay. Interesting. And she broke into the home, made all this noise, screaming, nothing. It was like no one's home. Where was he? It was only when the police knocked on the door did he show up. But we'll get to that in a minute. So let's talk about these victims right quick. Ricky Johnson, 38. This is him. Chiefs fan all the way. You can tell. And also by looking at these photos, it also reiterates that these are real families suffering greatly right now. Even if it was an accident or something more, you know, yeah. it was, it is best that we don't like try to cross any, you know. Yeah. Anyway, quote, Ricky was not only an adored father to his three beautiful daughters, but also a cherished son, brother, uncle, and friend. That's what his GoFundMe dedication page says. Can you read from KSHB? This is what Ricky Johnson's father would say. From KSHB, I had a bad feeling Saturday because I hadn't really talked to him. Then Sunday, I couldn't get a hold of him. On Monday, I was going to make a missing report, said Ricky Johnson, the victim's father. As a father, you know when your kid's gone, Johnson said. There's a feeling that comes over you. When the father could not contact his son, Ricky, he knew instantly that something bad had happened. Johnson's mother was unable to get words out of her mouth for several days after she was told. Can you read what she finally said? It's been a nightmare ever since, said Norma Chester, the victim's mother. Now, before we continue, we don't know. We don't know the body positions. We don't know any of that information. Okay. The autopsies has not been completed for any one of these victims. Like I said, this is on the bleeding edge of this case. We don't know the autopsies. We don't know the toxicology reports. That stuff will be coming out within a few days 
days and, and weeks coming. So I cannot tell you how the bodies were positioned. All I can tell you is that one was inside on the back porch leading to the backyard mm -hmm. and there were two in the backyard. I don't even know which body was where yet. That has not been released. I have not been able to find it. But I will say if those men were leaving to go home, I don't see why they would go out the back door. They would have to go out the front door to get into their cars. Mm -hmm. So just keep that in mind. Right away, the resident who hosted the party, because it was his house, tells his family that, quote, his friends froze to death, end quote. Now that will, that will be plastered all over the internet. That's what he you read. Yep. He, he says, quote, his friends froze to death, end quote. These bodies were outside in the snow for two days. Ricky, the one we're talking about now, the victim, first victim here, Ricky's stepmother said, quote, it isn't good that they had to wait in the cold and their bodies had to thaw out for the autopsy. Wow. That is, that's pretty telling right there. That's so, a good point. If someone's stuck outside, they're going to make some noise banging to come back inside. Also, if their car was out front, you don't think they could have gotten in their car to get warm or bang on someone else's door? So you're telling me right now that three grown adults just don't go outside and freeze to death? Seems fishy to me. Suzanne Reichert said... She lives across the street and she told Fox 4 that she heard nothing and she's home most of the time. Quote, it's very scary because I heard nothing. Most of the time I'm home, but I didn't hear anything. It leaves you wondering what's happening. It's kind of disturbing. It makes you wonder what's going on. But if we don't know yet, could it have been CO, carbon monoxide? Then she says this, which I put this in there because it's important. Quote, it got cold all of a sudden, which is weird that she said that. Not, not that, you know, she's implemented, but... It got cold all of a sudden. Hmm. Anyway, another neighbor, Tamara Ziegler, talks how quiet the neighborhood is. Not a lot goes on here. She's lived here for 15 years. No crime besides a stolen package every once in a while. Something happened on that night of the football game. It was the Kansas City Chiefs playing. Everyone was at the house watching that. And that game ended at 9 p.m. McGinney's fiance, the one who found her fiance's body, dead body, is the one who went and broke in. She had also said that she has been calling the person that is renting this house, the tenant here, the only one that's alive, for days, getting no response. Not ignoring, but just getting no hello or whatever. Huh. This man was inside his home alive while my friends were dead in his yard for Lord knows how long. They were all hanging out, after, out since after the game Sunday. He knew people were looking for them, wrote Kaylee Latier on Facebook. He read messages of people searching for him on Tuesday. My husband banged on his door for 20 minutes. My friend banged on his door and then busted a window and yelled and announced her presence while she's inside and still nothing from him. Then cops come 10 minutes later and he comes out nonchalant in his boxers with an empty wine glass in hand. S starting to get a little Ooh, boy starting to get a little ramped so up he's because you can tell on facebook glow and someone's read your message mm -hmm. yeah this is interesting yeah you you you're missing out on this one brandon might as well pack it up and go no, home my kidding. friend i'm just kidding this is getting good this is where it's all heating up for two days for two days this man doesn't answer his phone he has three Three girlfriend, wives, and fiancés calling 
over, over, over again, texting over, over and over. His phone, it's not like it was dead. So was it just on the charger and he just decided not to check his phone for two days? Yep. Because he- Don't think so. So this guy who owns this home, his friends are dead in his backyard. Uh Uh-huh. The fiancés, the friends, the whole gamut, 10 people at least are banging on the door, yelling. They see his car out front. They see their loved one's car out front. Uh Uh-huh. He doesn't answer the door or answer any calls for two days. A woman breaks into the, through the basement and is yelling at the top of her lungs and he doesn't come downstairs. He only comes downstairs and this is 20 minutes. This is all within 20 minutes when she breaks into the home. She He only shows up downstairs when police knock on the front door after all those people have been banging on the front door. And he doesn't answer. But I don't know, sh- Brandon. I don't think so. Bro's passed out drinking. End of investigation. I Dude. think there's a little more. <laughs> there's more, brother. There is more. I am telling you, I didn't want to believe it either, man. There's more. This is this is crazy, dude. You 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 listen to the rest of this and tell me you don't think you think that that's the same thing. He only shows up when the police knock on his door and he's wearing boxers with a quote empty wine glass in hand. Where the fuck have you been for the last two days? Another friend made a similar claim on Facebook. Quote, three men do not just go outside and freeze to death while the owner of the home, their friend, stays inside and only when the police show up come outside in boxers like you've just been chilling for two days while your three friends are dead outside, said Lindsay Ray Baldwin. Make noise here, people. This story is not okay. He had been contacted for over 24 hours prior about where our friends were. And also, their car still parked at his house and didn't reply to anyone. Kind of damning, man. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not looking good for him. I don't... Yeah. It's, it's really not. Ugh. All right, where are, you, where are you at right now? Are you still kind of on the fence? I mean, I think it's suspicious. I, I do think there's there's more to the story. I definitely do. You think it's... Sus- I thought it was su- suspicious when we talked about this headline. All right. Who Who is this guy? Who is this guy that owns this house? Well, not the owner. I should say the owner. The guy who... The alive guy is a renter of the house. Yes, but yes. I'm just going to say the owner from now on. Or the resident. The resident. Who is this guy? The resident. The one who's alive while his three friends, while his three friends are dead. His lawyer's doing a pretty good job of not having his name in the news, right? Uh, yeah, for a little bit. Now, remember when I did the story, I go from old to new. Mm-hmm. So we we I have all the names. Oh, okay. Who is this guy? Jordan Willis. He was, quote, cooperative with detectives the day the deceased were discovered. Friends of the victims claimed that Jordan had, quote, ignored their calls for several days. He was home and answered the door for police while in his boxers in a, quote, empty wine glass in hand, meaning he was home the whole time and he didn't leave for two days. Now, this man did attorney up, but that doesn't mean he's guilty. I will say that he did pack up his stuff in a U-Haul in a U-Haul trailer and within a week he left the premises permanently. But the attorney for this man and the guy's name is Jordan Willis. Oh, my God, there's some new news that just came out like freaking minutes ago. That's crazy. Holy titties. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I didn't even want to see that. Holy shit. 
All right, well, make sure you read it when we get to it, but keep going in your order. Jesus Christ, dude. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This shit is crazy, dude. Something just came out. Oh, Oh my God. Oh, my God. Nobody look at your news. Let don't tell it first. It literally just came out while we were doing headlines. This is the man here who was the resident of the house while his three friends were dead. Okay. Okay. His name is Jordan Willis. Dr. Jordan Willis, I should say. Okay. To be more specific. Okay. Dr. Jordan Willis is an HIV scientist and a scientist that specializes in protein science. He works at home. Okay. So which will kind of make sense why he was at home. Okay. Because he works remote. He's a respected doctor working in the HIV field. Interesting. Okay. So that's who showed up in his boxers with an empty wine glass in hand. But even his friends say that all these guys were inseparable. Can you read from the messenger? He bought tickets. From the messenger.com, he'd bought tickets for them all to go to the next Chiefs game. He didn't want any harm to come of them. There was no ill will. Which is kind of a weird quote to say. That's coming from the lawyer. Jordan Willis's lawyer. His attorney, John Paserno, said the following, quote, he had no knowledge that they remained in his backyard or that they needed medical attention, Paserno stated in a news release sent to Fox 4. Furthermore, Jordan, Dr. Dr. Jordan Willis, doesn't know the timing, doesn't know the manner of deaths, or even when they left his house. His story is simple. My friends left after the game. It ended at 9 p.m. And then he, quote, went to bed, end quote. He didn't hear people in the house. He didn't hear people banging on his front door. He didn't hear the fiance break into the basement and scream at the top of her lungs for hours because he was in his bed, quote, sleeping with air buds and a loud fan, end quote. That's why he didn't hear him. So this is all coming out from the attorney. He packed up his stuff within a week, which doesn't make him guilty. Everything everything in a U-Haul, he gets an attorney, which also doesn't make him guilty. And this is what the attorney's coming out, coming out and saying. From the get-go, when he opened the door and greeted the cops, he let them come in, do whatever, answered any questions. I have no idea how they got there. I, I thought they were gone. They park on the side of the street, so I didn't even notice their cars. You know, I've been in here working, been sleeping because of these earbuds and this loud fan. You know, I get it. Can you read uh, what the attorney for him says Jordan has? Jordan had absolutely nothing to do with their deaths. He does not know the timing or manner of their deaths, nor does he know how or when they exited his house. He had no knowledge that they remained in his backyard or that they needed medical attention. Had he known, he certainly would have called for help. The last time he he saw them was when they left his house and he went to bed. Jordan is unaware of how his friends died. Like the rest of us, Jordan is anxiously awaiting the results of the autopsy and toxicology report. Side note, none of that has been released as of yet. On behalf of Jordan and his family, we wish to express our deepest sympathies to the friends and family members of these young men and our thoughts and prayers are with them, his lawyer Paserno said. Can you read the next one? The attorney said Willis allowed officers to search his house when they arrived at his front door. 
Pisserno also said that Willis explained to him why he didn't respond to family members trying to reach him. Prior to being contacted by the police, he did not receive any phone calls or text messages from friends or family of the deceased. Two people, so he's saying he did not get any phone calls or text messages. Mm-hmm, that's what he said. Two people came to his house. However, he did not hear them as he sleeps with earbuds and a loud fan. One of those people, the wife of the deceased, tried to reach him via Facebook Messenger, and unfortunately, he did not see the, this message until after the police contacted him. Two of his friends parked their cars on the street, and there were no cars parked in his driveway. Jordan did not notice the cars in the street. However, it would not be unusual for his friends to have left their cars there overnight. But he heard the police officer. Yeah, he heard the two police officers but he didn't hear knocking the w- women on the door. Who broke into his house and yelled. Yeah, and all the other friends and family who were banging on the door for the last two days. Now, well, that part doesn't tra- really track unless it was the one magical time in which he didn't have his earbuds and on an ear on fan on. So he was sleeping for two days. I, I, I know. I'm just saying. I do want to say he has not, or his attorney has not responded publicly yet for the reasoning, if any. That he almost immediately deleted all of his social media accounts. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Brandon? Huh? Yeah, how's that feeling? <laughs> we should have bet on this shit. I'd fucking go home. I mean, you were very like. <laughs> we can shit. play back your clip on headlines. God damn, he's dude. a friend. Morning, you know, he's morning loss of his friends, dude. That's dude. until saying. I started researching it because I went. I every fucking news article that came out, I read word from word every one of them, and then it, it was this one turning point that fucking hit me, and I was like, "Fuck, this is bigger than this." Have we gotten to that point yet? Um, Yeah, I think so. It was either that point or this point. Dr. Jordan Willis told the cops everything he knew about the night, although he forgot to mention the fifth man that was there at the party, who was alive at the party as well. There was another man there. Who, this guy? This right here, who you're looking at. (laughs) This is crazy, isn't it? (laughs) This is going to get crazier. This fifth person is Alex Weimer Lee. He was childhood friends with the three dead men. He also gets an attorney. And over the last few weeks, these two attorneys have been kind of batting heads with each other. This man, Alex Weimer Lee, disputes the claim that Jordan Willis was, quote, the last person to see the men alive. This man's attorney said that his client left home right after midnight and all the men were still there. All right, going back, Dr. Jordan Willis says at nine o'clock PM, the friends left. They went home. He, quote, went to bed. All four friends left, including the one that is still alive. He never mentioned the fourth friend. Okay. He only mentioned the three. They all left. He went to bed around nine o'clock PM. So now this new fifth man who was there, his attorney's coming out and saying, No, that's not what happened at all. What happened was my client, Alex Weimer Lee, left the home right after midnight. So not 9 p.m. after midnight. He was the first one to leave the home. Okay. He leaves the home and every and all four of them, the rest of the four were still there. So not at nine o'clock when they left, according to this other person. He got there. This fifth person, Alex Weimer Lee, got there at 7 p.m. He leaves right after midnight. Not only were all four men still at the house and Jordan not in his bed sleeping, like he says, they were all up and alive and very well. In fact, they were all awake and, quote, watching Jeopardy. All right. Quite a big discrepancy between a a whole other person there 
who left at midnight. One says that he, they everybody leaves at nine right after the game and he goes to bed. This guy's saying he was also there. He was the first one to leave and they were all awake after midnight watching Jeopardy together. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, man's, the man was texted by the victim's family and he claims that he texted Willis and the dead men but got no response. All right. Jordan is being accused of changing his story a few times. The This new guy coming forward? No, Jordan. Okay. Jordan, the guy, Willis. this guy. Willis, the yeah, resident. exactly. Okay. This fifth man, if we take his story as truth, he walked out of the house 1230 p.m. or whatever on that Sunday night, Monday morning. All four of them were still alive and watching Jeopardy. However, Paserno said that his client was sleeping and that he, quote, left, left his bedroom spur- sporadically. Willis, Dr. Willis didn't hear anything. All that noise until the police finally knocked at the door. The fifth individual whom WDAF did not name, offered a different account. The person who remains anonymous, which now is this person, uh, reportedly told the outlet that Willis and the three men were awake when he left the home that evening. Andrew Talji, the individual's attorney, told the station that Willis and the three victims were watching Jeopardy when his client left around midnight. All right. So does this do anything different for you? Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, let's say this guy is involved and he murdered three of his friends. Keep in mind, the police, they suspected no foul play, no foul play at all. There was no No signs of a struggle, no signs of a struggle. No foul play at all, you know, Um, which is a big statement. It is. Um, The police response, quote, there were no obvious signs of foul play observed at or near the crime scene, end quote, and quote, 100 percent not being investigated as a homicide, end quote, said Sergeant Jake Bacina. uh, Bacina. Well, I think they're changing their tune at this point. Uh... Well, something also came out today that was not mentioned either. I think the, the okay, the signs of a struggle and the neighbors not hearing anything is really intriguing like nobody heard anybody banging if they were like left outside so if they were outside that to me means they're they were already dead when they got outside but i don't know what position we don't know what position the bodies were found in or they like i know Randy, you're kind of joking but they were like asleep or unconscious when they went outside and then they did actually freeze to death. This video you're watching right now just came out within the last hour. Police said that they said from the get go, this is not a homicide. But yet this video was just released. I haven't even seen this. Yo, everybody be nice to one another. Come on now. What is going? What you can barely see in the video. That's the first time I watched it. So let me see if I can zoom in. Is Jordan Willis being arrested or at least put in handcuffs? Ooh. The police aren't treating this. You see his back is turned there. Oh, you can see it right there. Can you guys see it? I don't know if you can see it. His back is turned. Yeah. And is they this are, at the new address? No, that's at. This is during the night. They they just found the bodies an hour ago, and they are handcuffing him immediately. Immediately, but that wasn't meant. 
mentioned. Oh. This video just came out. Why would they handcuff him and immediately say... They weren't investigating They were not investigating this as a homicide. Huh. And there were no signs of foul play. Why would you arrest someone? That's Be- weird. Because there's a dead body there? I didn't uh, it. Wolfie said, still here, still lurking, but reminded me of... Uh, for a moment of the girl who killed a whole bunch of her classmates and then staged a group picture with their dead bodies. He's watching TV with the bodies. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay, you need to post whatever the f-, f you're talking about in the case request right now. There you go. Because what the fuck? You haven't posted that in the case request? Holy shit. I want to see that case, dude. Yeah. All right. There's also some news that have came out, but I'm going to get to that in a minute. I just saw it, literally. It oh just came out. Oh it's fu- Dude, this is crazy. There's no signs of struggle. You have weird. you have a grown man. Let's say it was Dr. Willis there, Jordan Willis by himself with three men. What what is he gonna do? There's no there's no rope burns where he tied him up. There's no scratches. There's no defensive wounds. There's no choking. So is what was he just gonna lock him out of the house? Oh, you gotta stay out there and freeze. In which they would be yelling, banging, neighbors would hear it. Well, and it's a wooden fence. They could literally just jump over it. Yeah. Bang on the neighbor's door. Yeah. Yeah. Or make some kind of noise. Oh, man, you're being such a bully. That doesn't did seem they right. they have their phones on them, too? I'm curious. I'm but how did they how, how try to think how the mm. fuck they don't have any marks on them whatsoever? How did they all end up dead <laughs> out there making no noise? There's an obvious answer. They, they were drugged. They were drugged. Well, he is a scientist. He is a scientist, an HIV scientist, which reminds me eerily similar. This is eerily similar to a case that we did downtown stabby oh yeah the case of robert wone uh-huh uh-huh if you remember he goes and stays the night with his three friends and yep. he winds up with stab wounds one of those friends was an hiv lg lg community activist of some yep. sort eerily similar in my mind at least yep ricky johnson's brother told people magazine that he thinks quote something was taken in quote it wasn't just alcohol quote something had to be in their system If I were to give a hypothesis for the three men to die in the way that they did, something had to have been in their system. Jonathan Price, who shares a mom with Ricky Johnson, tells people on Wednesday whether or not it was taken knowingly. I wouldn't answer that. He adds, quote, but something was taken because three grown men do not freeze to death at the temperatures that were there at the time with just alcohol involved. He also says his brother and friends were, quote, inseparable. Yeah, this is not a uh, stuck in the freezer situation. There's no way that a coincidence of three grown men who are all fairly smart individuals would die in that way on the same night without something else being involved, Price says, even if one of them was not inebriated, they would have brought the other two inside. The father says, quote, I believe he drugged them, dragged them outside and waited two days to call the police. Well, he didn't even call the police, did he? Someone else called him. He may have done some drugs and stuff in the past, but I do not believe all three Three of them did drugs and fell over dead in that backyard. Jordan's lawyer says, quote, there's no allegation of any animosity between Jordan and his three friends. Paserno said of the trio, two of whom he'd known since high school, quote, people want to speculate, but it's not like anyone ever called the police saying, 
we're afraid of this Jordan guy. One of the victims, Harrington, his family stated that they think the men... I'm thinking that he, the three of them, learned something or saw something that they shouldn't have seen, and he decided, well, I need to get rid of you now, friends or not. That struck me, because this guy's an HIV scientist. Yeah. Why would she say that? Like, I, the first thing I thought of was like, and this is probably, this is not accurate, or maybe it is, I don't know. But did they walk in and discover that this guy knows the cure for cancer or something? <laughs> That's just in my mind. Maybe I'm... I'm too much in these conspiracies, know. you know? I don't know. Because, I mean, they if they, they were drugged, which the toxicology hasn't came back yet, but he's been, quote, anxiously waiting for it, which now it kind of makes sense. Like, he wants to make sure that shit's clean. Anyway, if they all would have taken the same drug, how is Jordan Willis still alive? He must have given them something. And, oh my God, dude, the news that just came out. Holy oh fuck. Oh my God, <laughs> just tell us. I can't now. Well, what do you mean you we're, can't we're, we're almost done. This is... <laughs> we believe Jordan had something to do with it. Harrington's partner. Now, remember, they have six kids now without a father. The wife says this. I believe Jordan does know, she said. And I'm asking Jordan to please come forward and tell the truth because he does know what happened that night. He's the only one that can give all of our families some peace. Okay. Who's ready for this? This just came out, dude, like fucking minutes ago. Right, man. Let, me, let me read Shram's comment. While he probably knows a lot about what will and what won't appear in standard tests. Ooh, very good call out. Yeah, that's very, a very, very good, good call, call out. out. I don't think y'all ready for this. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, this is fucking breaking news. Only one website has brought this out so far. This is literally posted within the last few minutes. From Fox News, Kansas City Chiefs fans' death. Jordan Willis checks into rehab as families await toxicology results. Huh. <laughs> Whoa. Damn. Interesting. No shit. So just today, they found out that he was in handcuffs. He basically takes his stuff in a U-Haul, moves out. He's only talking to a lawyer. And now he's in rehab. He's looking for some protection. But here's the thing, everyone. How is he alive? I, I think he did it. I mean, there's no fucking... Dude, what? Or even if he didn't do it. Let's say it was an overdose <laughs> with... Just listen. Like, let's say he, he had some medical drugs... And his friends, they wanted to try it. He was like, well, I probably shouldn't, you know. And then they overdose and died. He's like, fuck, I don't know what to do. Just leave him out there for a few days. I'll think about it. Like, whatever the case was, the thing that looks terrible to me right now, because I know he knows something about it. You can't not, okay? And plus he checked into rehab, is why he is alive and the three men are dead. If they've taken the same thing, he should also be dead. Does that make sense? Yeah. So... He drugged them. And I can say that because, dude, that just makes sense. He drugged them. They, this is John's speculation. No. Listen, he drugged them. They died. He drugged them outside. And then he didn't take the drug. But now he's in rehab to make it seem like it was a group thing. We all took the drug. Unfortunately, they overdosed. And I'm just in rehab trying to get clean because we all took the same thing. When in reality, he didn't take the drug. He just administered it to them and killed them for whatever reason. All right. So so his family, this is just coming out too. Oh, this whole thing's coming out. Actually, let, let's read this article. This came out um, a few few minutes ago, actually. 
because his family's coming out now. And this man is in rehab. So I don't care what you guys say. He fucking knows if he goes to rehab, and I think he's trying to cover his ass. That, I, I, I agree with because that. Because if you say that we all took the drugs, and I have a drug problem, I have a drug problem, we all took it, it was a fun time, and who takes drugs at fucking one in, in the morning when you're about to go to fucking sleep? These are old men. These are 40-year-olds. Mm. I'm not taking a drug, you know? The Kansas City Chiefs fan who said he slept for two days as his three friends froze to death in his backyard has checked into rehab, according to a report. Jordan Willis, 38, is facing his addiction head on a source close to the family told fox news digital calling the deaths of his friends an enormous wake-up call after the shocking loss of three of his close friends under extremely tragic circumstances jordan recognized he had a problem with addiction the source said without elaborating on the exact nature he immediately checked himself into rehab after vacating his home and putting his things into storage. The body bodies of Willis's friends, Ricky Johnson, 38, Clayton McGinney, 36, David Harrington, 37, were discovered outside his Kansas City rental home late January 9th. The three men were last seen alive two days earlier at a small watch party for the Kansas City Chiefs January 7th playoff game against the Los Angeles Chargers. But hold on. Here's the thing. I, I've read I've read victim reports from every one of these family members. None of these men that were dead partook in any drugs at all. They did not go over there and smoke fentanyl. The fact that they're dead and he is not is a clear Maybe, indication that he made them. Well, m- m- what's going through my head as I read this article is maybe he is saying like he did he did something, but he was dr- so drugged out he doesn't remember what he did. Jordan Willis has checked into rehab following his friend's uh, deaths. The fifth friend, Alex Weimer Lee, said that he left the gathering around 11 while the four remaining friends were watching Jeopardy. The bodies were found nearly two days later and McGinney's worried fiance broke into Willis's property and saw one of them frozen in the yard. Um, I mean, the fact that if he was drugged and he didn't hear anything... Willis works as an HIV scientist with the International AIDS Vaccine Initiative Neutralizing Antibody Center. The mad science, quote, the mad scientist agenda is absolutely ridiculous, end quote, a source close to the Willis family told Fox Nation. Willis was, quote, very depressed by the loss of his friends and the subsequent scrutiny. Quote, not only is the whole, whole country accusing him of murdering his friends without factual details, evidence, or any charges at this time. Well, yeah, you know why we're accusing him? Because he doesn't fucking answer the goddamn phone for two days or show up unless a cop is at his house why the fuck do you think people are accusing him it's not it's not like a situation where these other situations like like the kanika jenkins where they're accusing all the party goers of this mass scheme you know they literally had nothing to do with it Mm. they didn't even know she was in the freezer this dude was in his house not answering phone calls for two days it's like, dude, he knew. I End of story. He was not in a drug coma for fucking two days. Well, it goes on to say, r- reminds, you know, he was wearing underwear and holding a wine glass when police arrived. He claimed to have been nearly asleep for two days. He didn't realize his friends were dead outside. So I think some of that is 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 tracking a little bit to like that, like a pattern, possibly. Um, a, the, a scientist fucking no, no, no. drugged out of his I, mind for two days. The deceased men's toxicology reports are still pending, though two of them were supposed supposedly seen arriving at Willis's with two thirty packs of beer. A lot of beer. Uh, very interesting case. So the, you, you've definitely uh, 
turned your story around from how you thought this was going to be in the headlines. So. Does anyone, did Brandon, do you think that this is not, do you think it's still three dead bros that got drunk and died? Yeah. What's the temperature check? What does everybody think? Because like, I need to, I need to know. It's just, dude, it is just, I mean, this guy, he deletes his social media. He leaves the house. I would delete my social media too, though. Maybe. Okay. I don't know what happened, but that guy clearly does. There you go. I, yeah, I, I mean... That's well said, too. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed. Crazy freaking fun. story, man. And I'll see you tomorrow. So the next time we'll record a story will be Saturday, because this is the third. I got three stories this week. Uh, uh, uh. Even though that one was super short, that plain story. That's okay. Okay. Good night, everybody. And until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people. this shit.